Thank you for downloading a sermon from the Chapel of the Cross. The Chapel of the Cross is a welcoming, growing, and historic Episcopal Church in Madison, Mississippi. I hope you will join us on Sundays for worship at 7.30 a.m., 8.45 a.m., 11 a.m., and 5 p.m., with Sunday school for all ages at 10 a.m. I also invite you to connect with the chapel online at chapelofthecrossms.org. Again, thank you for downloading this sermon. We pray it will enrich your walk with Christ. God bless you, and we look forward to welcoming you and your family to the Chapel of the Cross. Then Jesus answered the woman, Great is your faith. Let it be done for you as you wish. And her daughter was healed instantly. I speak to you in the name of one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. It is hot outside. In case you didn't notice, in case I have to state the obvious. It is hot outside. It is it is muggy, it is humid. It is August, of course. And on most days, the heat index is in the triple digits. But I believe there is no better time than the present. There's no better time than the here and the now. In this moment with you all, there's no better month than the month of August. And there is no better weather than when the heat index is in the triple digits to talk about Christmas movies. (laughs) To talk about Christmas movies. So that's what we're going to do. The Wednesday Bible study couple of weeks ago, gathered once again. And it's the first time we have all gathered together, albeit it's on Zoom, but it's the first time we have gathered together since the pandemic began. And it has been good for me because that Bible study every Wednesday grounds me. Being with those people, hearing their voices and their insights, and studying Holy Scripture together grounds me. And I have missed it since the pandemic began. So the first time we gathered together, I realized that there were some new faces with us, which is wonderful. So I wanted to introduce, I wanted everyone to introduce themselves. And I wanted everyone to talk about what they've been doing during the pandemic. If they picked up any new skills or learned anything new or what they've been doing in general. Are there any projects they've completed? If you're like me, which none of you are, because I have painted the dining room twice. That's another sermon for another day. So we went around and everyone introduced themselves and I asked them also to give us your favorite movie. And we had two people say that their favorite movie is the original Miracle on 34th Street. That's one of my favorites, too. I like the original Miracle on 34th Street. In fact, I have to watch it every year during Christmas. 
It just wouldn't be Christmas unless I did watch it. And we all have those, those Christmas movies. We all have our favorites. We all have that list that we have to watch each year or it wouldn't feel like Christmas. My personal favorite is It's a Wonderful Life. That one, and then perhaps you like these movies too. There's Elf with Will Ferrell. That's a good one. There's A Christmas Story. There's A Christmas Carol. And the best Christmas Carol is the one with George C. Scott. I think he really gets it. It's Scrooge. And the list goes on and on. White Christmas. How the Grinch, or How the Grinch Stole Christmas. You could name any movie, and uh, I'm sure that there is someone who enjoys watching it every year. But I think the best movie, the best Christmas movie, and the one that reminded me of today's gospel lesson is one that I think every person has seen at least once. And every person can probably quote something from that movie. I'm talking about National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. So a show of hands, if you've seen it at least once, raise your hand. I think today I'm going to get 100% uh, of folks saying that they have seen it at least once, even at the 10 o'clock service. But yes, it reminded me of today's gospel lesson, and I'll get to that in a minute. But that is one of those Hallmark Christmas movies that we all have to watch every year. I know a family that are diehards. In fact, I think they watch Christmas Vacation in the middle of August. I think they watch it year-round. One of their traditions on Christmas Eve, after they've been to Mass at the Catholic Church, after they have eaten a big Christmas meal, they all get their PJs on, they gather in the living room, and they watch Christmas Vacation before they go to bed on Christmas Eve. And they know all the funny lines. They can quote all the funny quotes. They know all the funny places in that movie. And you have to watch in case one of them gets asked to say grace at the dinner table. They'll follow it up with that scene of Aunt Bethany, who is hard of hearing, saying, Grace, she passed away 30 years ago. And then that sets them going. And they're quoting back and forth. So like I said, they are diehards. But this gospel lesson today, this gospel lesson about this Canaanite woman, it reminded me of Christmas vacation because it is full of grace. This gospel lesson today is full of amazing grace, full of the grace of God, which is available to this woman which is poured upon you and I by God each and every day. So, even though she passed away 30 years ago, I want to talk about grace and this gospel lesson. Jesus has retired to the district of Tyre and Sidon. It's kind of strange because that's Gentile territory. Usually, Jews do not fraternize with non-Jews, and so for him to be going to this territory, you have to wonder why. Some scholars think perhaps it might be that he's trying to get away from his enemies. He's trying to get away from the scribes and the Pharisees and the Sadducees, those folks that he can often be found arguing with, talking with, trying to defend what he is saying or what he has done. And so he's taking a break, and he is just wanting to get away. 
And while on the way to this Gentile territory, he encounters a Gentile woman. In our gospel lesson today, she is called a Canaanite woman. In Mark's gospel, she is called a Syrophoenician woman. But it does not matter her nationality, for the point is that she is a Gentile. She is other. She is an outcast. She is the marginalized. She, as the gospel lesson says, is a dog. And she comes to Jesus, and it's striking, because she comes to him and she says, Lord, Son of David, this Gentile woman, this other, this less than, this dog, calls Jesus by a messianic title. This Gentile, this non-Jew, on the outer margins of society, she knows Jesus already. She calls him Son of David. She acknowledges him as the Messiah. And so, she says that her daughter needs help. She is tormented by a demon. And then we have this dialogue back and forth where it seems like Jesus, our sweet, loving Jesus, is letting down his compassionate guard. He tells her, or he tells his disciples, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But by the end of our gospel lesson, through this woman's persistent faith, Jesus commends her and says, Woman, great is your faith. Go. What you ask, you have received. Your daughter is made well. And we are told that instantly she was healed. Instantly she was released. Instantly her daughter was given freedom. Compare last week's gospel lesson of Jesus' inner circle, lifelong Jews, his friends, his intimates, his, those disciples that followed him around. When Jesus walked on the water and Peter said, let me come out and do the same thing you're doing. And then Peter starts to drown. And Jesus says, oh, ye of little faith. Compare that to what he says to this woman today who is a Gentile. Woman, great is your faith. He commends her for that faith, but yet he chastises his intimate friends, his disciples. It is striking, this gospel lesson, when you compare it to last week's gospel lesson. But, like those disciples, like those in Jesus' inner circle, this woman is given God's grace. This woman is given healing, not only for her daughter, but for herself. This woman is given God's presence, is given God's forgiveness. Because that's what we all receive when God pours upon us grace upon grace, is forgiveness and love and mercy and compassion. All of those wonderful things that our God is well known for, He pours upon us. Our Book of Common Prayer says on page 858, that grace is God's favor towards us, unearned and undeserved. By grace, God forgives our sins, enlightens our minds, stirs our hearts, and strengthens our wills. This grace that we see in today's gospel lesson poured upon this woman, who society said does not deserve it, is available and accessible to all of us through Jesus Christ, our Lord. God wants to be in right relationship with us this day. 
God pours upon us grace upon grace, whereby He loves us, cares for us, nurtures us, sustains us, forgives our sins, and sends us out into the world to do the same. Grace is there. The grace of God, which surpasses all understanding, is there. If you would just take it and know that you are worthy to receive it. But don't hoard it for yourself, because as Christians we are called and we are sent out into the world to tell the world, to tell all the people that God has created that God's grace is available for them too. That God's love, mercy, compassion, and forgiveness is available for them too. And out there is a broken world that needs to hear about God's grace. So go from this place with a little bread and, well, not wine, but a little bread for your journey. And be strengthened. Know that you have received God's grace this day. And go out into the world and proclaim God's grace as well. Amen.